Welcome to the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I am your host and purpose career coach, Michelle Glover. Imagine how you could feel if every day you walked into work, you felt like you were walking in your purpose. That is what I call professional peace. Join me as I talk with leaders and they share their authentic journeys of purpose discovery and how they found professional peace in corporate America. Your journey to a purposeful career transformation starts now. Welcome to today's Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I am your purpose career coach, Michelle Glover, and I am so excited for today's guest, Dr. Howard Grant. He is the Senior Vice President of Governmental External Affairs and Human Development for Atlanta Housing. He manages local partnerships and relationships with governmental and other local stakeholders around affordable housing and community development. Prior to this role, he served as the Executive Director of the Atlanta Board of Education. Dr. Grant is a scholar practitioner in the field of urban policy, governmental affairs, environmental justice, and board governments. He currently serves on the board of directors of the Fulton Atlanta Community Action Authority as chairman, and he also serves in other boards around the city of Atlanta. In 2006, he was named one of Atlanta Business Chronicles 40 Under 40 Up and Comers, in addition to receiving the Concerned Black Clergy Education Award celebrating Black fathers. Let me tell you about this interview. It is a treat, but it also is a hard pill to swallow because it talks about the process. Oftentimes we think about purpose and we think that it is automatic, but what's happening is God is putting opportunities in your way that are building you for where he would have you to be. So this episode is all about trusting the process and trusting the journey. So you are in for a treat and get your pen and pad ready to take some notes. So with that being said, enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of our Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I am so excited for today's guest, Dr. Howard Grant. He is an amazing leader, community leader, business leader. And even as we talk about purpose, I mean, this man epitomizes what it means to have purpose in his career journey. So I'm so excited that he has said yes to being a guest on today's episode. So Dr. Howard Grant, say hi to everyone. Hi, good afternoon, Michelle. Hi, everyone out there listening. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. And I would love to just share anything that I can. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's hop in. The question I'm asking everyone is how we like to start these interviews is just finding joy in your work. So yes, we can have joy and purpose in our career. So tell us what brings you professional joy? I would think that professional joy comes from really seeing individuals move from one point in their life to another point in their life. You know, watching individuals move along that continuum towards you know, self-sufficiency. I call it a continuum of progressive growth because it's steps, you know, and as most people say, trust the process. So oftentimes, there is a process and some individuals don't know what that process is or they don't have access to that process. So my joy comes from watching individuals, observing individuals go through that process to whatever it is that their goal may have been along that continuum. 
Oh, that trust the process. I tell you that even, and, and I'll be transparent, that was probably one of the challenges for me is trusting the process because it's like you want to get to the end, right? But I appreciate the steps and, you know, hearing that, hey, you got to go through steps and seeing people go through that steps is, is beautiful. Now, when we talk about what do you do, tell the audience, what is it that you do? Well, my title is probably one of the longest titles in, in my agency, which is the Atlanta Housing Authority. That's our former name. We're currently called Atlanta Housing. We cut the authority piece out of our title. But my role is really to deal with the people in the organization, you know, the people that we serve. Many people on the outside see Atlanta housing as strictly bricks and sticks, but we have a very strong people component. The people component's goal is to, again, move people towards self-sufficiency by giving them access to the resources that they need to be successful. And I lead a team of 29 individuals that are share that passion. Mm -hmm. uh, the work is consistent and it's constant, but having a team that shares my passion and the agency's passion towards helping individuals reach their goals is it's, mm -hmm. it's just a wonderful place to be at this point in my career. So we deal with wraparound and support services for residents that receive housing vouchers or housing subsidies. They need coaching. They need someone that's going to be there with them to help move them along, whether it's through moral support or whether it's through additional access to resources. So pretty much that's what I do in a nutshell. That's the fun part of the job. The other part of the job, yeah, you know, I deal with government entities, but the fun part of the job mm -hmm. is the people component of it. And, and I appreciate that because I think sometimes when we think purpose, we think that it's all fun, right? Like, oh, I'm working on my purpose. Everything is rainbows, unicorns, and I love my job and it's perfect every day. And you said there's a part that you love. And then there's a part that it's kind of that, I don't want to say necessary evil, but you, you have to do to get to the stuff that you love. So can you tell us about, you know, how you got into this space? Like, how did you get into this arena that you're doing with Atlanta Housing? Well, again, you know, we, we keep coming back to that process. We keep coming back to that continuum. And throughout my career, I've always been involved in a some sort of a people component, some sort of a component where I'm actually leading to help individuals move forward. So, you know, my first job in the city of Atlanta, I worked for a county commissioner. His name is Gordon Joyner. And we had an event that he was scheduled to go speak. And he couldn't make the event, so he asked me to go in his stead. Mm -hmm. It was actually at a senior facility out in Roswell. And that was my first exposure to really understanding, well, while in Atlanta, my mm -hmm. first exposure, exposure of understanding that I really get great joy in interacting with individuals. So, you know, I, I, this young man goes into this senior facility and I had a ball. I played bingo. Mm -hmm. I, you know, interacted with the seniors. And mm -hmm. ever since then, it seemed as though that my career was trending towards some sort of public service. Uh, after that, I took a break to finish up my doctorate. And then I worked for the Atlanta Regional Commission. And again, I was working in public involvement. 
getting individuals to the table to provide access and guidance mm-hmm. for development plans for the region. And in fact, one of my first successes, and it's small now that I think about it, but it's really, it was really huge, was I wrote a grant to actually pay community people that would not have had access to this type of involvement to come to meetings. Oh, wow. You know, we made copies that they can take back to their communities. And it was just fulfilling to see individuals that traditionally were not at the table, be at the table. I worked for the Atlanta School Board for 16 years. And Mm -hmm. with that, you know, with over 70% of the population receiving free and reduced lunch, you know, you're really touching individuals that need to be involved, that right. need to know how to advocate for their children, to advocate for their communities. So after 15 years, I left there and you know came over to Atlanta Housing. Been, I've been here six years, and it's just been a wonderful experience. But I think the prize of it all is that I work for an agency, and I do work that is consistent with my personal career goals. Mm -hmm. If I were not working at Atlanta Housing, I would still be doing this for free. Mm -hmm. I would still be volunteering. I share the Fulton Community Action Authority. And again, their motto is to help individuals move the needle of poverty. So Mm -hmm. and that's volunteer. So the true blessing for me is that my entire career has been aligned with my personal mission in life, and that is service, and that is helping people interacting. You know, when I drive home from work, I don't get on the highway, I take the street, just Mm -hmm. so I can see people. I can look at at the faces of individuals, whether it's happy or whether it's in despair, and then try to come up with ways in which I can partner with other agencies and other like-minded people to help, you know, rectify some of those issues. Wow. I don't know about you, but that was just beautifully said. And you really hear, as Dr. Howard shared, you hear that thread about why he does what he does. And so usually I ask this at the end, but I'm going to go ahead and jump to the beginning because bring it here, because I think you may have shared that, you know, what is your why? What is that thread that ties everything together that you do? I mean, the why is that there's a need. And, you know, I've been blessed with a lot of energy. I've been blessed with a collaborative spirit. And I want to use that energy and use that collaborative spirit to help make a difference in the lives of individuals that, you know, we come in contact that we pass every day on the street. That's my why, really. It's simply because it needs to be done. And a lot of even what you talked about, it's even like giving voice to people who may not be heard. And a lot of what you do, it sounds like you're also giving them that voice. And, and, you know, this applies to all of us, right? And it's, are you looking out for others? You know, whether you're leading an organization, whether you're a manager, looking to go into management, but, you know, are you speaking up for people and letting your voice be heard for those who maybe be overlooked? So beautiful, beautiful story in that. Now, as you said, you know, as you were growing up, let's talk about the younger Howard and what was younger Howard like? How, how young are you talking? 
<laughs> I mean, let's get you out the womb and, <laughs> and walking. But you know, if you were a kid in like, you know, uh, elementary, middle school, you know, what were you like as a child? What were you caught doing when your parents were looking for you and you were doing something off? What, what was that? Well, first of all, they didn't have to look for me because they were so strict. They knew where I was all the time. <laughs> right, right. One, I got in trouble quite a bit in school for talking too much, you know, for being sneaky. Like I would sneak talk and then get busted by the teacher. But, you know, you, you asked me that question and I'm being reflective of it now. I remember I wanted to be a, uh, a medical doctor initially. And so I had the stethoscope and the blood pressure kit. And I used to take the blood pressure of the older women in my, uh, in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I would monitor their, their blood pressure. I had a notebook where I would monitor their blood pressure like every, like twice a week. And I would keep track of it for them. So I always had a spirit of helping. You know, there was a, a corner store. And the owner was in a wheelchair and I found myself all hanging out with him at the store, you know, mm-hmm. helping him in the store, you know, for free, mind you. <laughs> but uh, it was always that. And now that I'm thinking back, when I was in high school, I won a community service award. Mm. And I, I take that for granted. But now that you ask the question, I'm reflecting on that, that, you know, it was called the Benet Barith. Community Service Award. It was a Jewish award. And mm. I got that in high school. Mm. And I think really my entire career, my entire life has been geared around some sort of service and some sort of giving back. I'm a bleeding heart. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll give you the last dime. I'll give you, you know, the, the shoes off my feet and drive home barefoot if I saw that, you know, someone needed shoes. So it's it's just the fact that if there's a need to whom much is given, much is required. Mm. And it doesn't cost you anything to be kind. Mm-hmm. Right. And as we talk about purpose and why I like to ask people about what they were like as a child, it's like you're getting those nuggets, right, along the way of shaping you into who you are. But as as adults, so to speak, we let external pressures and uh, society kind of move us moving apart from, you know, where God has designed us to be. And I think it's so funny that you said I started out wanting to be a doctor and ha ha ha, you are a doctor. (laughs) so it's, it's interesting how, how it all plays in together. Yeah, you know, my father and mother, that was all they instilled in me. You know, you're going to be a doctor and you're going to be a president. Mm-hmm. So now, the, you know, I was young, but I, I said, well, I don't know about that president piece. You know, and again, you know, that was pre-Obama, right? Right, right. <laughs> and then the medical doctor piece. And, you know, college changes your direction. And... I was all for the medical piece, but then I took a political science class and I realized that, you know, that there was something in the policy arena that I can use to help accomplish what my personal goals were in terms of helping people. Wow. I, I just love it. And I love the, not the irony of it all, but just, hey, you started, you wanted to be, you want director. Well, now you are. And president, we don't know. I mean, who knows? This, <laughs> uh, you never know. And, and president of what? Like it could be anything, but I, I could, I could so see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. My, my skin may not be 
as thick as President Obama's skin is. So you know, I might have uh, gone off a couple times. <laughs> I'm sure when the mics were off, he was like, okay, now let me tell you how I really feel. But let's talk about, you know, the, as you talk about just the work that you do in the challenges that you face, you know, as you are kind of moving into this space, what are challenges that you face now as you do this purpose work? What are some of the struggles that you may encounter? One of the major struggles is silos. You know, people work in silos and we tend to take our eyes off the prize. The prize is is the person. The prize Mm -hmm. is helping someone move from point A to point B to point C, all the way to point Z. And I find that we operate in silos. So let me give you an analogy just very quickly as to what I mean. So there's a person stuck in a well and it's a 50 foot well. And so that person represents either a person or a problem. And 10 people walk by that well, and all of them have five foot ropes. Mm-hmm. So they walk by one by one. Michelle walks by, says, oh, there's someone in the well. You need to pull yourself out of that well, out of that 50 foot well. Here's a five foot rope, mm-hmm. pull yourself up. Then Howard walks by, says, oh, there's a person in the well. You need to pull yourself up. Here's a five foot rope, pull yourself up. So 10 people walk by that well, throw five foot ropes down and tell that person to pull themselves up. What I mean when I talk about silos in this work is instead of us as a community operating on these one-offs, let's tie our ropes together. Let's all 10 of us tie our five five foot rope together and make a 50 foot rope and pull that person out of the well. Mm. So the individuals throwing down single five-foot ropes, in my opinion, represents the silos that we work in this whole community building atmosphere, environment that we live in. And it is a real challenge when we don't communicate effectively with each other. We don't tie our resources together with each other Mm -hmm. with the one goal of pulling someone out of that well or solving a problem. So that has been my biggest challenge in this work and my biggest observation. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was powerful. Powerful in so many lights that in everything that we do in our work, it's that, you know, sometimes we throw our five foot rope and we're like, I did my part. (laughs) I gave what I can, but the person is still there. And 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 even, you know, no matter where you are in corporate America, you know, in your organization, it's understanding the bigger part of the project that you're working on. If you just focus on your part, you will only be doing that little bit of putting your five foot rope down. But if you work collectively as a team, as an organization, collectively, you can solve that problem or help that person. So. That right there was a gem that I hope really resonates with everybody is that we have got to do our part and not the check the box part, but really put in the work. So, ooh, I love it. So as we talk about legacy and the legacy of Dr. Howard Grant, what legacy, your professional legacy that you want to leave behind? One of a being a problem solver one of being able to simultaneously be effective 
but yet still not forgetting the human component mm -hmm. of the work and the impact that it has on individuals. That's the legacy that I wanted to leave. Mm -hmm. One of being effective in one, creating collaboration, and two, being able to use that collaboration to solve societal, you know, and I say societal very broadly, I'm not going to change the world, but to solve issues that may arise that negatively impact the quality of life of people. Right. And you say, I'm not going to change the world. And I'm like, to that person, you change their world. Exactly. So. You're right. One, per one person at a time. And I have instilled the same value in my kids as well. And they demonstrate that caring approach as I observe them as they they've been growing up and you know, I'm really proud that they have adopted that type of a, of a spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what anchors you, like when we talk about values and you, you, you said you're instilling that in your children, when you think of the anchors that keep you grounded in the midst of, you know, chaos and turmoil and challenges, what grounds you as a leader? I will put it in order. So God mm -hmm. first, right? Because I hope, that the work that I do, I hope that the person that I am is pleasing to God, right? So that's first and foremost. Secondly, my parents, my parents mm -hmm. ground me. At 50 something years old, I speak with my parents every day. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, they're either going to be in New York or some part of the world. Thank goodness for WhatsApp. But <laughs> I speak to them every day. I run things by them. You know, I, mm -hmm. I share with them my frustrations. You know, I share with them my successes and I take their advice because they've been there, done that. So those are my two anchors, you know, okay. my faith and my parents. Awesome. I love it. Listen to your elders. And I just love, love that. And it's so important for for all of us to decide what are those anchoring factors? Because if you do not have them defined, the world will define them for you. Ooh, that was good. So write that down. But if you don't know what is going to anchor you in life, whether it's from a spirituality, you know, practice, whatever it is from a spiritual perspective that grounds you, whether it's people, but what are those things that are going to keep you and defining those and then saying, how do I go to them in the midst of a storm? So great stuff. Now, I'd like to close with, and it's so funny as I talk to the leaders, this is probably the hardest question that I ask, and that is your hashtag. So if you had to put a hashtag on your journey to purpose, to profession alignment, what is your hashtag? I started thinking about it as you were prepping me for this. And I think it, it'll be, you know, we had Black Lives Matter, it's going to be Service Matters. Mm, service Matters. We are going to hashtag this episode and uh, as Service Matters. And then I want you to think for all of us, how this applies to us, that we live a life of service, no matter what we do, no matter what our occupation is, that we think, how can we serve others? And as we, as you think about your own journey and those listening, and they say, man, I'm really inspired by him and his journey and, and how he's really stayed true to his why and his passion all throughout his career. But I'm struggling, you know, in, w in whatever capacity. What advice would you have for our listeners who may be struggling to find their purpose in their career 
but want to have a career of purpose and service? Trust your gut, trust your feelings. Seek out things that I understand economics. I, I, I was in the private industry and notice I didn't mention that job. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, wait, wait, where? When? <laughs> exactly. I didn't mention that one, you know, because again, I remember driving to that job and I'll be very transparent with you, driving to that particular job on the highway, on the way to Norcross and thinking about quitting that job. Mm-hmm. And I actually started to cry. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to be sure, was I crying because the traffic was so daggone bad? (laughs) (laughs) Or was I crying because, but I started crying because I really, I I wanted to make a move, but I was thinking about the economics. Was this Mm -hmm. the right time to make the move? And, and, you know, I don't want to have this gap in my career and blah, blah, blah. But I would say, you got to be true to yourself. You have to be true to what, what drives you. And you have to be true to to where you feel as though you can fit in to make a difference, mm. you know. And again, I believe that money will come. I believe that if you're doing something that you enjoy, that's the first thing. Now, you're not going to work for free unless it's volunteer. However, you've got to align your career with what makes your heart skip a beat. And I know that's easier said than done because I've been through that continuum and you know now I'm not on a paper chase. But your your career goals should not be to chase the paper. So try new things, talk to people within the arenas that may interest you in terms of making your heart skip a beat and determine whether or not that this is really for you because it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, taking on the problems of individuals, if you think about my career, I'm taking on the problems of individuals. And that gets very, very heavy. It gets heavy on your spirit. It gets heavy on your time. So it's not cut out for everyone. Some folks are more cut out for nine to five. Mm -hmm. You know, at at 445, I'm done. (laughs) But, you know, these service jobs, or these purpose-driven jobs are actually 24-hour jobs. Wow. So really just search within before you start, you start searching outwardly. Mm. I mean, there were so many. I said closing remarks. I said one, and you gave us uh, uh, so many things to consider on our own journey of purpose discovery. So well, thank you. Thank you. I just actually thought I'll summarize that everything I just said is be inwardly motivated versus outwardly motivated. I love it. And that's going to be your secondary hashtag. You get two because that was powerful, powerful words of advice and wisdom. So thank you all. Thank you, Dr. Howard Grant, for sharing with us, for pouring into us, for really helping us in our own journeys and being really transparent on your own. And I thank everyone so much for tuning in to the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. Make sure you like it, subscribe it, and write us a great review. So that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. And bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I pray that you are blessed and enriched by today's content. I pray that you choose to walk purposeful and powerful in your career journey. 
If this message resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast. And for more resources on how I can support your career journey, please visit journeyunlimited.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and bye for now.